Wow. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks. You're welcome. Welcome back from Goose, too. The f- <laughs> Gross. I wonder if you can hear that. Just like sniffing the, sm- sniffing. Sniffing the mic, sniffing the schmone. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is mental health sucks. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm Chelsea. No, you're lying. But I don't know what I just said. Should we restart this? <laughs> so what's up? How have you been? friend um, i don't know today was um struggle fucking city for me why so i didn't sleep at all last night and then like this weekend we were just so busy like all weekend it was just like go 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 yeah um i just like i don't know well and i think with- wasn't ready to have monday be monday yet Dude, I know. Well, we had like a crazy Halloween weekend. It was super fun, but it, like there was no downtime. It's like we were all together the entire Halloween weekend and we did trunk or treating where we saw Emily at a school bus and she threw candy at my kids. I definitely didn't do any of that. <laughs> weren't you guys standing in front of a school bus? We were, but we weren't throwing candy. We I was were just joking. People watching at best. You did have some really awesome pencils. Hmm. Like me? <laughs> I didn't pick them out. No, they were like bullying prevention pencils. Oh, yeah. Hope Squad dead. Yes. Yes. Super yes, yes. cute. So we did trunk or treat Friday. Saturday, we went out to Fort Robinson State Park and did ch- trick or trails or ha- the haunted. The haunted Fort Rob. Haunted trail. Fort Rob trail. Mm-hmm. And there was like a little haunted hayride. And apparently they were supposed to be chilly, but. There was not any, and it was so fucking cold. And mm. all we wanted was hot cocoa, and they were handing out iced tea. When it's thirty degrees outside, like they should have planned that a little better. I'm just saying, it was very cold. And then that that day, though, we were at the football game. Oh yeah, yeah. Aiden played his last football game, and he scored his first touchdown. Oh my gosh, he did so good. Did you see like how amped he got? Oh, so cute like beating his chest at the other kids i'm like all right um maybe that'll be like his football thing like, ooh, ooh, ooh. okay wait so we're getting this all mixed up okay so friday night we had trunk or treat with the school bus that yeah now saturday morning we went thrift shopping oh yeah i forgot about that and we bought bonsai trees oh my god i love my little bonsai Is your- i'm i'm scared about keeping mine alive well, he said they were, like, super easy to take care of, but that little green thing he gave me was gone in, like, two days. Uh-oh. Avery was also pulling it out and putting it back in different spots every five minutes, so. <laughs> Poor bonsai. Oh! Hello. So we bought bonsai trees, we went thrift shopping. And then we went to the football game, and then we went to Crawford. Which, shout out to Shadron State College, because yeah. they made that such a big deal for those little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like the flag football league and it was their final game. They got to play on the college field. The, um, college football team came out and was like refing their game Mm -hmm. and gave them advice. And they were like live streaming the CSC game on the, on the jumbotron. Mm -hmm. So it was just really cool. It was was really cool that they did that. There was face painting and candy. Um, and then Sunday was Halloween, which is our holiday. Yes. And we had fun. It was fucking freezing. God, it was so cold. We started, like, trick-or-treating at four and didn't stop until, like, 
645. And then my son went back out with his friend, but they got home at like nine and he had like six pieces of candy. I was like, was it worth it? And he was like, no, it was a bust. It's like, oh, yeah. So it was fun while it lasted, though. Dude, Adri got so like she had a, a like buckets of candy out. And when she got home, people had like taken the entire bucket. Asshole. Like not poured the bucket in their bag. Like her fucking buckets were gone. And so then she put out another bowl of candy. And she's like, I literally went inside, took a quick bath, and came back outside. And it was like seven o'clock. And her whole bowl of candy was gone. I was like, you live in a shit neighborhood. They're mean. Yeah. Man. Little jerks. Let's see. What else has been going on in our world? Not really like a whole lot. Mm-mm. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, but I just saw you yesterday. I But it's not like quality bestie time. It's, it's different. It's, it's different. like running around, doing chaotic things. And like, it's just nice to have a day to kind of... Yeah. My tattoo artist back home. Oh my god. Literal angel. She is the shit. Like she is so fucking good at her job. Oh my god. I can't even say enough good things about her. Um, her books have been closed forever because she literally because she's so talented. Mm-hmm. So she closes books like right away. So her books just finally opened um at 8 a.m. and they were closed by like noon. That's insane. Can you imagine? For- what was it like five months six months yeah can you imagine having that much talent that everybody wants to have on done by you i bet she was like so over and like the nice thing about like having friends who do tattoos too like same with autumn yep <laughs> like they will just like they're very understanding of you like i texted her oh i didn't have enough glue on that one. i texted her i was like so i might have fucked up our time i just wanted to make sure we got in so i picked a random time <laughs> And she was like, I'll make sure it works out. And so sweet. She's just an angel. I love her so much. The guy who owns her shop, his son actually wrestles here. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. That's so pretty cool. We also have a connection that way. I know the last time Chris and I went up there, we got a tattoo. We sat up there and talked to him for a while. And Oh, cool. He's super nice. And yeah. The whole, I don't know. Really, oh, what? George? <laughs> what you, you, you okay? Hello. This bitch slapped me in the face this morning. <laughs> I was holding her like a baby, and she goes, <laughs> and I was like, you asshole. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, well, um, all week, I have a pretty chill week. I'm just doing training all week long. Oh, that'll so, be like, nice. today and Tuesday and Thursday, I have the strengths model case management training. That is all day. And then Wednesday, we have the social work conference. That is all day. Yeah. Friday, I have People. visits, but... I have a couple clients tomorrow. And I'm on call this weekend. Yeah. Sad face. I was so confused when we were trying to figure out the on-call schedule. I was like at the gym, still half asleep. You dummy. You told her you could work. I've Well, and I was like, I probably did tell you that. Because <laughs> she pulled me in. She's like, what do I do? And I was like, Chelsea's a fucking liar. <laughs> I was like, I probably did say that. But now I don't remember. And then like once she figured out, I was like, oh, I lied. I'm gone next weekend. I'm sure she was like, fuck off. I just like it was so early in the morning and like when she's on a roll she like blows you up with text messages and I was like I couldn't keep up because I was like in between sets and like still half asleep and I was like I don't understand but I guess I got figured out you have something pulled up from mom yeah dude you're sick 
This is the one with her nails just sitting on my table. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the first set of nails that I found that like I actually like because they're not super long. And I still feel functional. Oh my god, that was bad. (laughs) Oh my god, you leaned into it. I can't smell it. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Um, so there's a lot of stuff on mom corner today. I did finally like remember to put out a thing for questions, but again, it was super fucking last minute. I have something before we start mom's corner. Okay, go. If you listen on Spotify, oh yeah, there is a new feature where you where we can ask questions from Spotify, and you, the listener, can respond to them. So we have polls, and we have things that you can type and send to us. Um, so what you have to do is you have to click on the episode itself. So not like just like, oh, keep playing. Like you have to click on the episode and then um, the questions should be on there. Yep. <laughs> also, Emily has a ghost in her apartment. We can talk about that another time. Oh, speaking of ghosts, let's follow up on our last episode. Okay. <laughs> Told you, you fucking ghost. Even Deucey's like, yeah, I see that bitch every day. I think it's a nice ghost though. Your mom... <laughs> Got a book and she was like, I read about Annie Cook. Yeah. That's all. Oh, great. And then she went on a tangent about like other serial killers that were in the town that we grew up in. It was cuckoo. It was cuckoo. Okay. Um, I don't know how. Mom, I'm going to need you to narrow this shit down. Okay? I get my braces taken off in January. Are you excited? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to read the last one, Mom's Corner, because some of these uh, are giving me anxiety. There's a did you know right right here that says, psychopaths aren't better liars than other people. They just, they're just so charming that you want to believe them and often do. <laughs> Although I don't like the phrase psychopath. Let's use person first language. Yeah. Pe- people with psychopathic tendencies. Okay, and the last one, um, <laughs> the last one kind of goes along with that. People with depression aren't lazy. People with anxiety aren't rude. People with suicidal thoughts aren't attention seekers. People with mental illnesses aren't crazy. Oh, yeah, I like that, that one. That was a good one. I let's dive into this. What are we, what are we doing? We are talking about Alzheimer's. Why did you sing that? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was thinking I was thinking about how um we looked up what month, like what kind of awareness month um November is. We found a few and I yeah. can't remember was Alzheimer's one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's Alzheimer's Awareness Month. And so we've been looking at this and I know that Alzheimer's can technically be considered a medical diagnosis and not necessarily a mental health diagnosis. There is, like, a mental health aspect that I think we need to talk about. In more than one way, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's start off. This, my first resource is the Alzheimer's Association website. Um, and it just talks about what is Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's is a type of dementia that affects memory, thinking, and behavior. So generally, symptoms start off kind of small as, like, general forgetfulness. And they increase over time. Um, they eventually grow severe enough that they interfere with your daily tasks. Um, sorry, my screen just like went for a ride. (laughs) Um, so Alzheimer's is a progressive disorder that actually causes the brain to shrink. Yeah. Which is like 
kind of was really scary to think about. Um, so it causes the brain to shrink and most of the brain cells to die off. Um, it's the most common form of dementia. Um, a continuous decline in thinking, behavioral, and social skills that affects a person's ability to function independently. So this is. disease, I actually have a special connection with. Um, my last few years living in Colorado, I worked in memory care. And I worked with a lot of individuals, like the majority of the individuals in there were struggling with Alzheimer's disease at different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've actually seen this in action. And it it can be as simple as like just forgetfulness to hallucinations to um, we had one lady who would just sing all the time. We had one lady. Um, and this sounds like I'm making fun of her, but I'm not. She would sit in her chair in the corner and she'd yell, help, help, help me, help me. Until you'd go over there and be like, what do you need? She'd be like, I wasn't yelling. <laughs> Every time it never failed. So I really, I enjoyed working with this kind of population as well. Um, I, <laughs> I remember, so we had a, I had a lady who, her Alzheimer's took her back to a specific age. Yeah. And she was. I believe she was like less than 10. Yeah. So I was like, she was always talking about mom's making this kind of soup for dinner and you know, whatever. Um, but she would make fun of the other residents. <laughs> Cause like there was like one who, you know, you know, had tendencies where they would act out and she would look at me and go, what's going on with grandma over there? Oh my God. <laughs> like they just, there's nothing you can, if you're working with this population of people, the best thing that you can do is just go along with, like, don't, don't challenge their reality. It scares them. Yeah. It scares them. Cause imagine if like you believed I'm an eight year old and if someone's like, no, you're not. Well, and Woo, that would spook me. The way we looked at it was like, how do you know your reality is real? Right. How do you know you are not living in some hallucination right now? Right. Um, and so that was, you know, kind of how we handled it. There were, and Alzheimer's disease, the way that it attacks your brain, it changes the way you function. Um, so it's, let's see. Emily said it's the most common type. It accounts for 60 to 80% of dementia cases. Do you have anything statistical? Mm-hmm. Um, so approximately 5.8 million people in the U.S. ages 65 and older live with Alzheimer's. Of those people, 80% are 75 and older. Um, out of approximately 50 million people worldwide with dementia, the 60 and 70% are Alzheimer's. Yep, that sounds about right. Well, and so one thing I like about the Alzheimer's Association is they make it known that it's not a normal part of aging. So the greatest known risk factor is increasing age, and the majority of people with Alzheimer's are 65 and older. So it's considered to be a younger onset Alzheimer's if it affects anyone under the age of 65. Um, so that's, it's kind of just like they, they make it known that this is not a normal part of the aging process. Just because you are getting older does not mean you're going to develop Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the signs and symptoms? Are you not there yet? Um, the only other thing I was going to mention was that Alzheimer's disease, um, it's progressive. It gradually worsens. In the early stages, the memory loss is mild, but with late-stage Alzheimer's, they completely lose the ability to carry on a conversation and respond to their environment. It's the sixth leading, leading cause of death in the U.S. So on average, a person with Alzheimer's disease lives to about four or eight years after the diagnosis. 
Wow. Yeah. And that was something like I didn't know. Have you ever seen the brain of somebody who's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's I disease? I actually have not. It's very intriguing. Um, why don't you start in on the symptoms and I'll pull it up. Okay. So some of the early signs of um, this disease include forgetting recent events or conversations. Um, as the disease progresses, a person with Alzheimer's will develop severe memory impairment and then lose the ability to carry out everyday tasks. So, okay. Gradually and gradually it does get worse. Okay. And we'll post this on social media at mental health sucks sucks is S U C C S. But what you can see, and um, I'm just going to explain what Emily's looking at here there, the dark matter just grows and grows and grows. And it's almost like the Alzheimer's disease is like eating away at the brain. Mm -hmm. So the activity just stops and the gray matter increases to where parts of the brain just stop functioning. Um, and so this one's probably one of my favorite ones to look at. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. So you can just see how it's attacking different parts of the brain and those parts of the brain just kind of go dark. So that gray matter increases and increases. And I don't know if this has changed, but when I was working in memory care, one thing that we learned um, was that you can't necessarily actually have proof of Alzheimer's disease until after death and an op autopsy is done. So how do they diagnose then? Symptoms, symptomology, behavior. I mean, when someone has Alzheimer's disease, it's pretty apparent. Yeah. And that could have changed over the years because, like, I'm looking at a lot of brain imaging here, so you can't tell me that, like, you don't know. Right. Um, but there's even, like, pictures of the brain where, like, the brain with someone with Alzheimer's has shrunk. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, because it literally it eats away parts of your brain. Wow. Maybe not literally. Don't quote me on that. Um, <clears throat> so memory loss is a key symptom of Alzheimer's. Um, er other early signs include difficulty remembering recent events. Um, oh, wait, I already read that. Okay, memory. Um, everyone has occasional memory lapses, but the memory loss associated with Alzheimer's specifically persists and worsens, affecting the ability to function at work or at home. Um, people with Alzheimer's might repeat statements and questions over and over. Mm -hmm. um, they might forget conversations, appointments, events. Um, they might misplace possessions, um, oftentimes putting them in illogical locations. Yep. Um, they might get lost in familiar places. Eventually they forget the names of family members and they have trouble finding the right words to identify objects. I have to say, I have never in my life been scared of death. Death has never frightened me. It's never been something that like I'm worried about or that I'm anticipating. This scares me. Not being able to remember my loved ones. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah. Dying? No, not worried about it. But yeah. losing, essentially losing my mind, that is what terrifies me the most about aging. Yeah. You got anything? Are you still doing signs and symptoms? Um, yeah. I they, I, yeah, go ahead, because they were pretty much the same thing. And so I figure I'll just let you take. Okay. Um, so some other signs um, are thinking and reasoning. So Alzheimer's disease causes difficulty um, concentrating and thinking, especially about more abstract concepts such as like numbers. Um, multitasking can be difficult. Um, it can be challenging to manage finances, balance checkbooks. Um, making judgments and decisions is a big one. Alzheimer's causes a decline in the ability to make reasonable choices and decisions. 
Um, so the example that the Mayo Clinic gives is that a person may make poor or uncharacteristic choices in social interactions or like wear clothes that are inappropriate for the weather. Um, it could be difficult to respond effectively to everyday problems such as food burning on the stove, mm -hmm. um, driving situations, um, things even like planning or performing familiar everyday tasks. Um, so once routine activities that require sequential steps such as planning, cooking, mm -hmm. um, playing your favorite game, reading a book, become a struggle um, as this disease progresses and furthers. Eventually, people with um, advanced Alzheimer's forget how to perform these basic tasks, like mm -hmm. even as far as dressing and bathing yourself. Yeah. Um, we're looking at changes in personality and behavior. Um, brain changes that occur in Alzheimer's disease can affect moods and behaviors. This is something that is given. Yeah. Um, problems include the following. Depression, um, social withdrawal, mood swings, distrust in others, irritability and aggressiveness, changing in sleeping habits, wandering, loss of inhibitions, delusions, such as believing something has been stolen. So this is where we get into the mental health aspect of it. This is where I want to talk about sundowners. Okay. So <laughs> I thought that it was like a term used in care facilities is like that the residents who you put to bed and everything's fine and then they get up and they're active throughout the entire night. It I, could be. I was wrong. No, no. Please educate us on what a you're, sundowner actually is. You're not entirely wrong. Um, so sundowners is typically like when people who have dementia, I don't even think it has to be Alzheimer's. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> she's a runner. She's a track star. Ooh, ooh. She caught fucking something. Yeah, she likes bugs. Barf. Look at her. Do, 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 do. Um, okay. And this is something that's common in dementia, not just Alzheimer's. But um, when the sun goes down, so it can be especially hard, like, during winter, when it gets dark really early, that can be very confusing. Mm -hmm. That is when, like, um, I don't, I don't want to say it's, like, lucidity, lucidity. Cause it's Good not, um, but like the sun goes down and like, that's when they start acting out so they can become very aggressive. Yeah. They can scream, they can, um, hit, they can run around. Like think yeah. of like someone in the rest home who has very limited mobility. Sundowner sites, they'll be sprinting up and down the halls. Yeah. Like, so sundowners is basically, it's an aspect of dementia that, um, it's kind of like where symptoms are worsened or heightened. Um, yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot about sundowners when I was in hospice. Well, I wonder if it's just like triggered by changes in the environment. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so some things with like sundowners, um, uh, like tips on how to like help someone who has it or struggles with it, closing the curtains a couple hours early. Yeah. So instead of like every night it gets dark at this time like it's a little bit easier to kind of ease that because a big part of that is that it's sundowners and it's abrupt kind of so it's when the when the um light goes away so shutting the curtains a little bit earlier or doing things that they love at night yeah stuff like that well and there's some good information too on the american psychiatry Jeez. association are you okay just <laughs> fucking in her head she broke she parkour off the coffee table. Parkour. 
Oh um, so because it is a progressive neurodegenerative disease, as it starts to impact daily life, their memory, their ability to learn, reason, and make judgment, that's how they kind of classify it into the mental health world. Depression is higher. Anxiety is higher. The rates of suicide are actually a lot higher among mm-hmm. individuals with Alzheimer's disorder. Um, so as the disease progresses and the memory loss worsens, a person can become very angry. Social life becomes more difficult. And we all know how important that socialization is, like maintaining a positive well-being. Mm-hmm. They have a hard time socializing because they can't remember making these relationships with other people in their surrounding areas. Um Lucy. She's fucking tap dancing over there. She is. Um, So some of the biggest symptoms that you'll see in terms of like mental health is like depression and anxiety. And I actually just read. Do you think you're getting on the table? You do. (laughs) What is wrong with her? (laughs) Come on, idiot. Come on, jump out of here. Um, But I, I did look up like how it's diagnosed. And the hard, she's making me so nervous right now, dude. The hard part is that there's no one test for Alzheimer's. There's a slew of medical testing, cognitive functioning testing, memory testing, and all the stuff that has to happen. So it's like a slew of testing that they bring together to come up with a diagnosis. Have you ever seen This Is Us? No. Oh, you would love it. No. I don't want to like ruin it for you, but I'm going to. Cool. So for anyone who has seen it, um, they'll know what I'm referencing to. Rebecca, um, who is the mom in This Is Us, she develops Alzheimer's pretty early, actually. Um, and the way that the show depicts how it progresses is, like, spot on. Um, so, like, it starts with, like, she lost her keys. And she was like, oh, where are my keys? And everyone's like, you're so silly. Where are your right. keys? Um and then, like, it got to, like, I'm losing my keys every day. And, like, then the kids were, like, whoa, what yeah. is happening? Like, they were all super concerned about her. Um, then she would get lost at the grocery store. Or she would wander off and, like, be lost in, like, fucking Times Square Park or, like, right. whatever. Um, anyways, like, just talking about Alzheimer's, I, I think about the way it's depicted in shows. Yeah. Well, and it's one disorder it's one disease that i would say like i think there's a pretty accurate representation of what it looks like in the media Mm -hmm. to the best of their ability Mm -hmm. i mean obviously it's not the same but like um pathwayshealth.org talks about how alzheimer's may also coexist with psychotic conditions um so older adults who have schizophrenia are just as likely to develop alzheimer's those with no severe mental illness but they're at a higher risk for depression so like some of the common mental health conditions that go along with dementia and Alzheimer's disease, extreme sadness, feelings of hopelessness, disinterest in people and previously enjoyed activities, irritability, anxiety about change, feelings of suspicion or paranoia, sleep disturbances, agitation, restlessness, increased aggression, pacing, immobility, delusions, hallucinations, physical or verbal abusiveness, and refusal to cooperate. Um... The how Alzheimer's comes about is quite a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Mayo Clinic has a couple interesting part points that they make. Um, 
So it's under like the causes section and it says the exact causes of Alzheimer's disease aren't fully understood, but at a basic level, brain proteins fail to function normally, which disrupts the work of brain cells and triggers a series of toxic events. Um, so neurons are damaged, they lose connections to each other and then they die. Mm. So that's like how it happens, but like how it gets there is the question. Um, scientists believe that for most people, Alzheimer's disease is caused by a combination of genetic lifestyle and environmental factors that affect the brain over time. Um, Less than 1% of the time, Alzheimer's is caused by a specific genetic changes that virtually guarantee a person will develop the disease, which is like, that's a crazy number to me. Because I feel like it would be a lot higher. There is. So Alzheimer's Association has a really cool thing called Inside the Brain, a tour mm -hmm. of how the mind works. Mm -hmm. So there's three pound, three parts, and it talks about a normal, uh, not normal, that's a bad word, a typical brain. And then it says part two, Alzheimer's effects. And so you can actually go through the tour to watch how it develops, kind of like what you're describing. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is kind of cool. Excuse you. Oh, excuse you, deuce. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me? So we're going to move into talking about coping skills for people with Alzheimer's. People with Alzheimer's and people who um, are care- caregivers of individuals who have Alzheimer's. So yeah. um, if you are a caregiver for someone suffering from Alzheimer's, you might face difficult challenges um, as you try and continue to provide adequate care them and then like their behaviors are constantly changing and that can be frustrating so understanding the behavior of a person with alzheimer's can help lessen these difficulties um so the main behaviors that you might want to be looking out for like if you're a caregiver um extreme anxiety about life um lack of initiative about tasks that used to be routine um frequent agitation so if those are things that you're noticing it might be time to kind of noticing in yourself or in you, the person you're taking care of. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, coping strategies. So the following strategies uh, may help you cope with caring for someone for with um, Alzheimer's disease. So do you want to do the first one? Um. Yes. So setting realistic and attainable goals. So we see a lot that caregivers try to make everything perfect. So they are mm-hmm. striving for these unrealistic goals that just cannot be met and they end up frustrated. So, you know, it just is to like take that scale back and look at more short term goals, because that's really as much as someone with Alzheimer's disease can focus on at a time. Right. So maybe it's just making sure they get a bath that day because they refused the day before. Just kind of doing those smaller, Mm -hmm. smaller short term goals so that you're not overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, Something else you can do is anticipate misinterpretation. Um, So a person with Alzheimer's might not be able to... um, accurately interpret verbal and nonverbal cues anymore, which again can cause anxiety with them and how they're um, interpreting their life and the world around them. Um, so when you're, wow, what are my dog? Um, when you're working with someone who has Alzheimer's, um, just be cautious about how you're um, presenting things to them, be clear and concise with communication, repeat words if needed. Um, reduce distractions. That's a big one. 
So the next one is like one of my favorite things that I teach everybody. All behavior has a purpose. So many experts um, think that the behavioral symptoms that are exhibited um, are meaningful, whether it's shouting, striking out. So it's not with the intention of disrupting or being violent. It's because they have a need that needs to be communicated and they can't remember how to communicate it. So just remembering that all behavior has a purpose and what is the purpose of this behavior? What is going on? What is the need that's not being met? Right. Um, and really look for the message that they are trying to convey to you that they can't say in words. So slow down, try to see the world from their perspective and respond to the feeling behind the behavior rather than the behavior. That's a good one. Um, enjoying the good time. So many people who have Alzheimer's disease remain physically fit and they actually retain their ability to be comfortable and involved in social, um, situations. Um, so therefore they want to continue to socialize and travel and be active and you should take advantage of that because that's not going to last forever. Yeah. Um, reminisce about their past with them. So encourage discussions about people and places that evoke pleasant feelings. So I have a really cool example of this. There was an older gentleman um, and he was nonverbal. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, he just wouldn't really interact with anybody. And we were sitting around one day and it was just like me and these two older guys. Um, neither one were verbal. Both were mm -hmm. non-ambulatory. And we were listening to music and I was like, let's play Johnny Cash. And they both looked at me. And as soon as I started playing Johnny Cash, like their feet started bumping and they got these big old smiles on their face and they were like nodding to the music because it brought up something from their past that they mm -hmm. could actually remember, something that they could communicate through. Mm -hmm. So bringing up those memories, because the ones in the distant past are not usually affected. It's what's in the in the newer development. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, the last thing that you can do is remember to be flexible. So Alzheimer's is a progressive disease and people who are experiencing symptomology, um, their needs are going to change over time. So if strategies such as notes or reminders aren't working anymore, don't use them because those right. can end up being very frustrating. So we also look before we go into this next part mm -hmm. that you have. Yeah. There's something called caregiver stress syndrome. And what this is, is it's a condition that's characterized by physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion. So typically, it's it comes about because the person who's caregiving their disabled um, loved one, mm -hmm. whether it's Alzheimer's disease or any other disability, they neglect their own physical and emotional health. Um, so this is where, like, self-care is going to become so important. PTSD can also be developed from being a caregiver. Mm -hmm. And so those are just things that you want to be very aware of and make sure you are taking care of your own mental well-being because being a caregiver can be really, really straining on your mental health. Mm -hmm. um, so the Mayo Clinic has some tips for taking care of yourself. I don't know if you want to go into, like, the safety aspects first. No, let's, let's do that. Okay. You can go do that later. Mm -mm -mm. So risks, risk factors for caregiver stress – Living with the person you're caring for, social isolation, depression, financial difficulties, um, higher number of hours spent caregiving, lack of coping skills, lack of choice. So you have to. Mm -hmm. You don't have a choice. Um, so strategies, accept help. Make a list of ways that other people can help you, even if it's not caring for your disabled loved one. But like, God, I'm out of milk. Can you run to the store for me? Or can you hang out here while I run to the store? Respite. Yep. Anything mm -hmm. like that. So accept help. Be willing to do that. Um, focus on what you're able to provide. It's normal to feel guilty, but understand that you're not going to be the perfect caregiver. So just focus on what you're able to do, not what you're unable to do. We've talked about setting realistic goals. Get connected. 
Find about caregiving resources in your community, like you said, respite. Mm-hmm. Another one is like support groups. Mm-hmm. Um, those are very pop. What's the word I'm looking for? Not popular, but like whatever. Helpful. Whatever. Find a support group. <laughs> um, <laughs> And set your own personal health goals. So make sure that you are still taking care of yourself. Yeah. So when we talk about the things like the sundowners and um, things that agitate individuals who have Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. um, we really want to make sure that their safety is being taken in account for. Yeah. Um, And so I just have a couple of things that you can do to ensure that the safety is being, mm, that's where I'm looking for. Maintained? Yes. Is that a good word? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So supervision. So supervision would be necessary with people who have Alzheimer's um, as they become more forgetful and their judgment decreases. It's the best to assess each situation individually and then gradually increase your patient's level of supervision as needed. So by doing this, you can help them maintain more independence, um, self-determination. Um, and it's all it's often difficult to determine the level of supervision needed. So it involves evaluating the risks, the consequences, um, and all of that. When evaluating um, patients or loved ones' needs for supervision, Um, behaviors might include an ability to handle um, emergencies if they were left Mm. unsupervised Um, ability to use appliances safety safely Um, an ability to answer to safely answer the phone or the door yeah do they have a tendency to wander so this could occur in the more later stages of Alzheimer's, but it's still a thing. Um, some supervision strategies might include reminder phone calls. Ooh, I like that, yeah. Um, alarms on doors to prevent them from exiting. Um, personal supervision um, to prevent physical injury or harm. So they're actually, I have a friend who really is, very involved in the Alzheimer's disease world. Mm -hmm. And she shared something the other day about a huge breakthrough that happened. So it's a major breakthrough where researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital discovered how, oh God, I hate brain words, amyloid beta, the neurotoxin believed to be at the root of Alzheimer's disease, forms and axons and related structures that connects neurons in the brain where it causes the most damage. So this could serve as a guidepost to developing new therapies to prevent the onset of this neurological disease. Oh, how exciting is that? That Major is crazy. Major breakthrough. So. Wow. 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 I don't know what's happening. Okay. Uh, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, ma'am. Okay. Let's move on to the twotes. Twotes. So the first one, do you want to read this one? And I'll read the next one because yeah. I got two. So this is who? Yeah. Haruki Marakami. I'm impressed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain, when you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That's what the storm is all about. Okay. And the next one is by... Brene Brown. Oh, love. Your bestie. I just really like this one. It talks about vulnerability. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up, 
and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Mm -hmm. Boom. Love her. That is all, folks. Woo! Okay, if you are listening on Spotify, make sure to click on the episode and answer our questions for this week. And maybe we will review them next week. Next week. When we record. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Goodbye. Goodbye.